Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21. Today, we study the letter to the church in Laodicea. This is the seventh and final letter in the book of Revelation, chapters 2 and 3. Seven letters from Jesus to these seven churches living in what is now western Turkey. If you wanted a two-word description of this final letter, the letter to the church of Laodicea, it would be a tough love letter. And a lot of parents are familiar with what tough love is all about, because real love isn't just allowing your kids to go and do everything they want to do, or if you had a son or a daughter with a drug abuse problem, tough love wouldn't be giving them all the money they want so they can go buy drugs. Well, this is a tough love letter from Jesus. This is the strongest criticism that you'll find among the seven letters in the book of Revelation, and this church of Laodicea is in absolute terrible shape. Listen to a few words from this letter from Jesus to this church. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. In the Greek, this is literally, I will vomit you out of my mouth. For you say, I am rich, I have prospered, I need nothing, not knowing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. You know, very many evangelistic messages, and I have abused this myself, used Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, a verse right out of this seventh letter. It goes like this, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. This is Jesus speaking. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him. Now, this isn't the door of your heart, This is the door to the church of Laodicea. This is a first century Catholic church, and I'm not picking on Catholics because there were no other types of churches at that that time. Jesus is outside this church that is so stuffed with themselves and so stuffed with riches, so stuffed with self-sufficiency, they don't even realize that Jesus is outside. And of course, that's one of the dangers of being lukewarm. If you're totally spiritually cold, well, you know, we really need to wake up. We need to be revived. And if we're really hot and good shape with the Lord, well, that's fine too. But if you're lukewarm, you have just enough heat to deceive yourself into thinking all is okay. And you notice these are pretty strong words that Jesus uses. Uh, My description here is that Jesus doesn't use ecclesiastical talk. What's ecclesiastical talk? Ecclesiastical talk is nice, flowery words, usually an abundance of words, saying very little and making sure all the edges are rounded off. But Jesus speaks in a way that's both blunt and truthful. It says he is the faithful and true witness. Now, why does Jesus speak with such blunt and truthful criticisms? 
does he just hate these people? The most surprising thing in this entire letter, this seventh letter to the church of Laodicea, is found in verse 19. It just is just like so totally a surprise. Jesus says in verse 19, those whom I love, I reprove and chasten. So be zealous and repent. Why is Jesus speaking so strongly? Because he loves this church. See, a lot of times people have a hard time putting together just truth-talking about the condition of a church, and somehow you don't love the church. You know, there are two types of church critics. The first type are those who just love to criticize, and the second type are those who criticize because they love. Let me just say that one more time. There are those who love to criticize the church, and there are those who criticize because they love, and that's what prophecy is. It's a sharp, direct, blunt, truthful word to bring the church which Jesus loves back to himself. Cardinal Ratzinger said this, God reserves for himself the right to intervene directly in the church, to awaken it, to warn it, to promote it and sanctify it. I believe that this prophetic charismatic history traverses the whole time of the church. It is always there, especially at the most critical times of transition. Now, again, this church of Laodicea thought they were doing great. Jesus says, for you say, I am rich, I prospered, I need nothing, knowing not that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Dr. Gordon Fee commenting on this says there's a considerable difference between what they think they are and who Christ knows they are. And this is what was going on in this church that riches were prompting pride. This was a city that was very prosperous. It was at the conjunction of trade routes. It was a banking center. It was a medical center, and it was a commerce center. So they had riches, and the riches flowed into the church. Now, this was going on, and it was about to kill the church. Now, what I am about to say is pretty tough. I'm just trying to follow Jesus here. You know, the little saying young people had, what would Jesus do? What would Jesus say about the United States of America? Even the Catholic Church in the United States of America and our nation. This process of decay that was going on in this first century church was predicted and described centuries before by God through Moses when he spoke to the children of Israel about to come in to a promised land. And I love America. I believe that we are living in a promised, blessed land. So I take these words spoken to ancient Israel, and I know some people don't like to do this, but I believe that God has blessed us. But listen to the warning about living in a blessed land. This is from Deuteronomy chapter 8, starting in verse 11. And it's God speaking. Take heed, 
lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, which I command you this day. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built goodly houses and live in them, when your herds and flocks multiply, your gold and silver is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God. Beware, lest you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God. It is he who gives you power to get wealth. And if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you this day that you shall surely perish. Like the nations the Lord makes to perish before you, so shall you perish, because you would not obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now that's tough love. That's a God who loved the ancient nation of Israel. That's the God who was going to bless these people with an abundance in the promised land as they entered in. But he warned them that in the midst of the blessings, they literally lift up their hearts in pride, become self-sufficient, assimilate with the pagan culture that was to be driven out and separated from. And then God says, as sure as sure can be, you're going to perish just like the other nations I drove out before you. And lo and behold, this is exactly what happened. And now you fast forward to the just brand new infant Catholic church. And before you even end the first century, here you have a church that's almost deja vu, Deuteronomy 8, but now it's simply the church of Laodicea. It's the same thing. The hearts are lifted up as a result of the multiplication of wealth and they think we need nothing. And Jesus is outside this church. What a picture, knocking. And they think he's in their midst and they're doing just fine and everything's wonderful. And they don't realize that they could be on the point of extinction. And one of the reasons God has prophecy, according to Cardinal Ratzinger, is to awaken the church to her true condition. Why? because he loves her, and he doesn't want her to perish, so he gives warnings. And you know the most interesting thing about Deuteronomy 8, that passage I just read to you? And I believe this applies to the United States of America, including the Catholic Church in America, just as much as it did in the Old Testament. These warnings about perishing through pride and self-sufficiency and drowning in wealth. If you look up on the same page on Deuteronomy chapter 8, to verse 5, you'll find this. Know then in your heart, as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. What was God saying? It's his principle to discipline those he loves. For he, he disciplines those who can't listen. Behold, I'm standing at the door and knocking. Won't you guys wake up to your condition. Oh, no, we've got big buildings. We've got big bank accounts. We got everything. No, you don't. You don't have Jesus. He's outside wanting to get in. 
We here in the United States are living in the wealthiest nation in the history of mankind. And any middle-class American, I include myself, needs to be aware that there is a treacherous situation of our hearts being lifted up and forgetting God. And if I would say something about the United States as a whole, I would say we're a non-listening nation. Remember, each of these letters ends with, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The prophet Jeremiah in chapter 22 says, I spoke to you in your prosperity, but you said, I will not listen. Now, I believe that God loves the United States of America. Yes, I love our nation. I believe that God loves the Catholic Church in the United States of America. And yet, I believe we have become a non-listening nation. And so, I come to this conclusion, and it might be a little bit of a shocking conclusion to a religious broadcast, but if he really loves us, in discipline, he will most likely need to obliterate the almighty dollar and the American economy in order to save us from Laodicea's deception that leads to spiritual death. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 73 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. To learn more about biblical prophecy and to order copies of Luke 21 broadcasts, visit us online at luke21.com.